Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. Hey, good morning, everyone. Great to see you. How many got a little rained on as you came in today? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it is so good to gather together, isn't it? I want to welcome all those. Do you realize there are people who are joining us? I mean, actually joining us right now in Waterford, as well as Muskego, and then all kinds around the world even. Let's just welcome them, Waukesha, right? Would you join me in doing that? We're talking about how to bless our neighbors, and that's such an important thing. You know, I've found that um, when I'm in conversation with people that I've picked up this habit and then I've observed and I've seen that other people struggle with the same exact thing. I call it fake listening or maybe a better term would be politely ignoring what they have to say. You see, I can find myself in a situation and not even have to think about it. In fact, I have to guard against it that we can be talking and they can be sharing something very, very important, even something that I need to know, and I will give them full eye contact. You ever done that before? Yeah, right? And then some of you are doing what happens next. When there's a little lull in the conversation, a little pause or something like that, just in case they're not sure if I'm listening, I do the head nod. Can you do the head nod? Oh, yeah. Yep. And that whole time, I'm not hearing what they're saying. And then, if that's not convincing enough, there's one more trick. I probably shouldn't tell you because you might start using it. We use these two words. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Like, wow, that's really interesting. But what's happening? The words are hitting my eardrums, but they're not registering in my brain. Had a time in college, you know what? Had the best, the best job on campus, except that it was really late at night. I got to guard the keys for all the night maintenance crew. They had to come to me, I'd give them the keys to unlock the rooms that they needed to get into. They'd have to come back to me and I'd lock them back up in a closet. And then the rest of the time was basically whatever my boss wanted me to do. Sometimes that was washing mops, sometimes that was refilling fluids. But there was a time, this was early on, when they said, hey, you're the one for this job. I'm like, wow, cool, out of all these 10 people, I got pick. This is awesome. And he's saying to me, as he did many times, here's my list of things I want you to do. And guess what I'm doing? I'm going, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And we got done with the conversation. And I'm like, I know if I don't have these things done by the end of the night, I'm in big trouble. I have no clue what he just said. You ever find yourself in that situation? It's like, man, man, this is not good. We're talking about blessing our neighbor. And we put it into really an acrostic to help us to recognize what that means. And Pastor Guy launched us into the first one last night, you know what, I mean last week. And being able to take these and put them together in this acrostic called BLESS will help us to remember them. The first is begin with prayer because we don't wanna forget that we need God if we're gonna bless our neighbors. The next one is listen. And then we'll learn about Eating. Some of you are like, hey man, can we get to that one? Like now, I want to see how we're going to do that, right? And then to serve and to share our story. And together, that's blessing others. And where these come from are actually the dynamics, five dynamics that Jesus himself used. He practiced these things on a regular basis in order to bless those around him. You see, he didn't just start preaching at people. He didn't just start sharing the message of Jesus, but that's what he wanted for them because that's gonna be the greatest blessing of all, to give that grace to someone. And he wants us to experience it as well, to take the grace that we've received and give it away to 
someone else. As I mentioned, Pastor Guy said, remember, we need to begin with prayer. If you are here last week, don't raise your hand at this point, but I wanna ask you seriously, did you? Or did you just skip right past that one? It's so easy to do. But to start praying for those that are in your life already that you can bless. If you weren't here last week, I'd encourage you to go online because great message that we all need to hear to listen to that message and then commit to begin with prayer, simply asking God, who is it that you want me to bless today? In fact, let's just do that right now. Would you join me? Lord God, help us to be the church. And part of being the church is to take the gospel to others, the good news, to share it, to take the grace that you've given to us and to give it away, Lord. But to do that, there needs to be blessing that takes place. It can't just be shouting, it can't just be speaking the words, but God, to actually love people enough that we'll be able to share the message of Jesus with them. Help us, Lord, to do that. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. We begin with prayer, and then L stands for what? Uh, Just check in, I think we got a bunch of fake listeners out there, it sounds like, right? You were doing the head nod, okay, when I was talking about it. We need to listen, yes, absolutely. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not real good at this one, as I kind of mentioned there just a moment ago. But we need to wrestle with this whole idea of listening. Why is listening so important for blessing our neighbors? Is it something that we really need to do? Here's why it is, because listening actually both reveals and it increases our love for others. When we will engage in conversation and we will listen to what they have to say, what their needs are, what their desires are, all those things, and it's a part of love. And loving our neighbor is something that every one of us can do. Every one of us, and that God wants us to do. In fact, he's equipped us to do it. We see this in 1 John chapter 4, verse number 19, just a short verse I want you to look at here. It says, we love because he first loved us. I mean, we have the capability to listen to others because that is a loving thing to do because God did it for us first. He recognized our needs before we even recognized them many times. And listening is how we get to know others in our life. So I wanna give you the simple equation. It's not new to me. In fact, if you're in one of our blessed groups, you'll see it. If you grab a blessed book, you'll see it in there. And it's simply this. Listen plus being known equals loved. Would you say that with me? Listen plus being known equals loved. You ever notice how loved you feel when you feel like you've been heard? I mean, it's like, wow, that person what? They care for me. But if you feel like you're being ignored, it changes everything. It's like, whoa, what has just happened here? You know what that means? That means that fake listening is what? Faking that you love, isn't it? Fake listening means that we're faking that we care. We want something to believe, someone to believe that we care, but it's all a deception. I want you to believe it without actually doing it. I don't care enough to hear what you have to say, but I'm not rude enough at least to tell you that. So I want to lead you to believe that. And we don't wanna be fake listeners, we don't wanna be fake lovers. So, Have you ever tried to bless someone without knowing them? Because the only way you're gonna get to know them is if you listen to them. Have you tried to bless someone that you don't know? It's hard, isn't it? It's kind of like, you ever do one of those those gift exchanges during Christmas time? How many have done that before? You know, like with the extended family, 
You know, not, not the immediate family. Those are the easy ones, right? You should know them well enough to know what to get them. But the extended family, you know, your spouse's side of the family, and you get the name of the cousin twice removed who didn't even show up for the exchange. And you're sweating already, right? Because you're thinking, what in the world do I buy this person? I have no clue what their interests are. I'm not even sure how old they are. I don't know what they would want, but guess what? The gift card has bailed us all out, hasn't it? Nothing against gift cards. Some of them can be very intentional, very appropriate, but they are a nice way out of having to figure out how to bless someone. And when you give it to them, are they actually blessed anyways? Maybe for a little while. But they're definitely not thinking, wow, you put a whole lot of thought into my life at that point, because we haven't, because we don't know them. We need to listen so that we can know. Well, you know what? One of the people that was great at this, as we mentioned, because these dynamics come from Jesus' life is Jesus himself. He was a great listener. And I want to show you a couple times when that happened, we get to see what took place. I want you to take your Bible, if you would, turn to the book of Luke. If you've got a physical Bible, go to the New Testament. You'll find Luke is one of the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. So turn to Luke chapter 18. If you don't have a physical Bible, man, one of the great ones is right on your phone. If you download the app, you'll find the Bible app there. And you can go to the book of Luke and chapter 18. And we're going to see that Jesus has a conversation with someone And the way this happens is this. He's actually walking through a crowd of people and this person has to shout at him to get his attention. He probably can't even see him. And I know the man can't see Jesus. He just knows that he's coming. And a man has a great need, an obvious need, because he's blind and he's begging for money. And then he's begging Jesus to help him. And so he's calling out and Jesus is the only one who stops to listen And before he meets the man's need, which is obvious, he listens to him first. In fact, he asks a question that every one of us can and should ask of others. And we see it in Luke chapter 18. If you skip down to verse number 40, we see what's taking place. It says, Jesus stopped and he ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, catch this question here, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see he replied. Now, how many of you are like me, and you read that and say, well, duh, anybody's having a, well, duh moment? Like, isn't that kind of obvious? Why in the world did you even ask the guy what he needed? I mean, come on. Aren't you wasting time right there? You ever feel like you're wasting time with somebody? It's like, you already know in your head, you think you do, what they want and what they need, and so you just skip past the asking, right? Why waste time asking when you already know? Why? Because the man needed to know that he was loved and needed to know that Jesus was listening and that Jesus would hear. Jesus knew. It was obvious. Sometimes it's not so obvious. But it was in this case. It was obvious that the man needed. But here's something that happens. When I assume, I lose. Would you say that with me? When I assume, I lose. One more time. I want this to sink in. When I assume, I lose. I lose the opportunity for my kids, for my neighbors, for my coworkers to understand how much I care. If I skip past the listening, I lose it. I lose the opportunity to be like Jesus, to love like Jesus does. Think about it. 
If you knew that you could make a difference in this world by doing something as simple as listening, why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you do it? You realize lives are changed when people listen. And we don't do a lot of listening these days. We do a lot of shouting. We've learned to shout without even having a voice, haven't we? We can do it with just typing some words. We've learned to stay away from people and just yell what you want them to believe rather than embrace them and to listen what they have to say, rather than to ask questions of them, rather than to say, hey, can you tell me a little bit about why you believe that, rather than telling them what they should believe first. And you might, you might disagree with them, but let's listen. So why wouldn't we do something so simple? Well, there's a couple reasons, I think. There are probably many. One of them is this. Some of us are better talkers than we are listeners. I would say at times I'm a good listener, but you know what? I get paid to talk to you, you believe that? I tend to talk better than I listen. Anybody else, you're a better talker than listener? Okay, if you're not sure, ask the person beside you because everybody else knows it. You're the only one who doesn't, okay? You are a better talker than a listener if you think that when there's no words, that means you're listening. Okay, you might be a talker if you think that the time you're spending coming up with a response actually counts as listening. You might be a talker if all the time the other person is sharing what they think, you're thinking about the arguments that you're going to come back with as soon as you get a pause from them. That's not listening, that's debate. And there's a difference between the two. We're good at talking, aren't we? God gave us this subtle but not so subtle reminder of how important it is to listen. I want you to do this right now. Take two fingers here, just like this, would you right now? Put them right here. And anybody can do this. I don't care how good at math you are or not. How many do you feel right here? One, two. Now I want you to take one finger and I want you to do this right now and put it right here. How many do you feel? One, what does that tell you? God gave you two of these and one of these on purpose. Do twice as much with these as you do with this and you'll be much better off, won't you? Absolutely. Sometimes we're way too good at talking and not good enough at listening. God says to be slow to speak. Be quick to listen. Be slow to speak. Be quick to listen. Don't ever confuse quiet as listening. It takes quiet to listen, but quiet doesn't mean that listening has taken place. It has to be intentional. Another reason we struggle with listening is because it simply takes time. As you're driving home and you see your neighbor and you just give the nice hand wave, right? What if instead you put the window down and you said, hey, How's it going, friend? That might take that extra five to 10 minutes that you don't have time for that day, right? And think about it. What if they said, hey, why don't you just come on over and we'll talk for a little while? And then you're really like, oh no. What did I get myself into? What turned into five minutes might turn into an hour and it might be one of the biggest blessings of their life. We need to slow down. 
You know, there's a great example, many great examples of good listeners. I wanna share a story of a friend of mine named Scott. Actually, he's gonna share his story of what happened when he intentionally, intentionally, not just listened himself, but invited all of his neighbors to listen. Take a look. Well, my name is Scott Matheson. I've been coming to Fox River since 2006. I'm currently an elder uh, at Fox River Christian. And as the elder board, we did the Bless series book together. The thing I got about Bless is I was inspired to actually do something. And uh, so what I did is I put together I'm called a uh, neighborhood chat. So I got a hold of my neighbors and I said, why don't we just come on over, bring something to drink, and we'll all sit around from 6.30, 8.30 and get to know each other a little bit. And people are like, what can I bring for food? And I'm like, no, let's, let's not do this. Let's not make it complicated. I don't want someone to not come because they don't have something. Let's just make it as easy as possible. On our first gathering, uh, 16 of my neighbors showed up and everyone laughed, had a good time, and uh, they wanted to do it again. So a couple weeks later, we got together and we did it again. And then the three weeks later, uh, we had another one again. And what I noticed is people were getting to know each other. We, were, we began in prayer with the B, we did the L, we just had people over and listened. And we didn't eat, but we did have something to drink, which I think just sharing that time, uh, it was just very easy. What I began to notice is that my neighbors began to do a lot of sharing. They were doing a lot of talking, and not just on the night we got together, but while they were walking the dog, while they were out together, I saw neighbors chatting, uh, getting to know each other, and from all different age groups and all walks of life. And I thought this was, this, just watching it from the window was really uh, kind of neat. Every day we like to talk with people and listen to their stories and tell ours. That's all we did. We like to get together with people and have something to eat. And that's all we did. So it was really just taking what we do in everyday life. I highly suggest if you haven't been in a group on it, uh, it would be very good because you get to take what you naturally do and, and to be able to tell people about the most important thing in your life. Can you join me just thanking Scott for sharing his story? Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. You know what the interesting thing about that is? We can all do that. Every single one of us can do that. It is so important for us. You heard Scott talk about, you know, one of the things that helped him even just formulate the ideas was, was we're going through and we're actually looking at this and we're discussing it, being a part of a group. That's why you hear us talking about it's so important to be in a group where we help each other, encourage each other to do the things, to live them out, to not let them just sit up here, but to actually be fleshed out. So I wanna encourage you, if you've not joined a group, it's not too late, okay? This will be the last week for these groups that have just started, but you really haven't missed much here. Okay, join a group right now. Use the app or use that QR code in front of you and go to our groups page and find a group and jump in this week. Don't miss out. You can also go in the foyer, make sure you pick up a blessed book. It'll help us to continue to live out these principles that Jesus himself lived out and used as well. And they're so, so important. Now, what about at home? We talked about our neighbors. You realize our closest neighbors live right, right with us. You know, we share the drywall, in fact, with them, don't we? To, to listen to them. That can be hard, can it? Your spouse, your kids, your parents. But how important is that? It's hugely important. And I don't want you to miss this. 
fact, I want you to consider something. Would you do this? It's gonna take some risk, and you better be ready. And it's this. Would you, lunchtime today would probably be a great time to do it. Would you just go out on a limb and ask this question? Do you think I am a good listener? Got enough courage to do that? Would you be ready for the answer? Would you be ready to not get defensive when you hear the truth? And then most of all, would you be ready to make a change if it's evident that there's a change needed? Think about it. Parents, with your kids, a lot of times we have a saying for that, right? Children are to be what? Seen, not heard. If you have a five-year-old, do you treat them that way? And then wonder why they never want to talk to you about anything when they're a teenager? You have a 15-year-old, and you're like, I would listen to them if they'd say anything. Have you tried humbling yourself and being interested in what they actually do in their life and what they're interested in rather than putting it through your lens of, well, I was never interested in that when I was your age, those stupid phone that you're on all the time? Come on. We can't understand it, and so because we can't understand it, rather than try to understand it, we dismiss it. It's like God can change our families. If we'll take the time to listen, we wonder how come there seems to be this gap in our marriage. And that gap has been forming for a long time because we haven't been listening to the person that God has placed us into that marriage with. And he's saying, those things need to change for the good, but we're gonna be the ones who change them. And it needs to happen in our homes. It needs to happen with our, with our neighbors. Imagine how lives could be changed just because someone decided to listen. Think back to the last time that something changed for you because you were listened to. You know what? As I mentioned, Jesus sees this happen because it's a lifestyle that he has, in fact. At times, the people Jesus got within arm's length of, they didn't even know that they needed him or that he had anything to offer them. They were marginalized, meaning they were used to no one listening to them. But Jesus decided, I will listen. I'll listen even if no one else does. I will listen to what you have to say. I will be interested in what you have to say. In John chapter four, you don't need to turn there. I wanna just kind of summarize this one for you. He has another conversation. And this conversation is with a woman. She's just known as a woman at the well. We never get her real name, not because she's not important. That's not why. But Jesus comes to the well, and it's in a place called Samaria, and that's important because Jesus is a Jew, and Jews and Samaritans don't talk to each other. They don't get along, in fact. But he parks himself right at this well, I believe because he knows that at some point someone's gonna come along to this well because a well was a place in the city that everyone needed to come to because that was the source of water. And so Jesus finds himself there, and he starts with a question. That question, that request is simply this. Would you give me something to drink? And right away, she knows he's a Jew, I'm a Samaritan. He's a teacher, a rabbi, I'm a woman. In that time, rabbis did not speak to women in public. And then there's gonna be another thing that's revealed that shows that Jesus is willing to listen. So much so that here's her comments. By the time their time together is over. But I wanna read this to you, in fact, in John chapter four. 
Verses seven through nine tell us this. When the Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. So it was just the two of them. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. We know that, right? But she had no clue what he was talking about because she didn't know who she was talking to. And yet Jesus continues the conversation. He continues to listen to what her needs are. Her needs became very obvious. They were obvious to him, in fact. But he doesn't push or blow through that. He goes ahead and continues speaking with her. He answered her. And then she goes away back to her town, and this is what she says. We see it later on in the passage in verses 28 and 29. It says, then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah, Jesus? Now, how many are thinking this? Wait a minute. How did we go from would you give me some water to this man knows everything about me. Do you know how we got there? Because Jesus stayed in the conversation, even when it got awkward. You see, I wanna encourage you to go back and read this story at some point, because here's where Jesus goes. He says, would you go get your husband? And she says, I'm not married. End of story. Until Jesus says this, you're right. You've been married five times. And the guy you're living with right now is not your husband. That's a jaw dropper, isn't it? And she says, well, you must be a prophet. <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> In other words, you know something about me that you shouldn't know, and that was not the impressive part. Do you know what the impressive part was? He stayed in the conversation. You see, you have a Jew speaking to a Samaritan, unheard of. You have a teacher speaking to a woman in public, unheard of, and here's the most unheard of thing or thing we can't get our minds around. You have God having a conversation with someone with a checkered past. And if she'd been married five times, what does that tell you? There wasn't anybody listening to her for years and years. And here's a man who will finally listen to her. And she came to a realization, this is not just an ordinary person. This is someone who cares about me, and they know me more than I know myself. Imagine the power in that, and every single one of us can do that. Rather than judge, rather than jump to conclusions, rather than to assume, to ask questions. You see, that was a simple pattern that Jesus had. Think about it. It's as simple as this. Ask a question, listen. Ask another question. Ask a question, listen. Ask a follow-up question that's genuine, not a leading question, not a trap question that takes someone where we want them to go in their beliefs, but one that's genuine because we want to know them. How do you know you've listened? If you can't figure out a follow-up question, then you didn't listen very well, did you? We need to listen. 
to not skip that so that we can share the message of Jesus when the opportunity comes for each and every one of us. Have you learned something new in your conversation that you're having with others? If not, keep listening. Do you know what is going on in their lives? Do you have coworkers that you don't know the names of their children? Do you have neighbors that you don't know whether they like ice cream, pizza, a good steak? Find out. Ask good questions. Listen. Because at some point, you might have the opportunity to share the message of Jesus with them. You might. And how blessed would they be if you do that? And how blessed would you be if you get the opportunity to do that as well? Not only do we need to listen to the people in our lives, we also need to listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us on a regular basis. You know what? We've learned that we need to begin with prayer. And part of that prayer needs to be asking the Holy Spirit to show us where we can bless our community. Because our neighbors aren't just the people who live next to us. They're our community. It's our world. It's very broad when Jesus talks about our neighbors. And we need to be able to bless our community. You know something that I saw early on in COVID as our nation was just beginning to go into it? What I saw was on Facebook, these, these different groups that were probably there the whole time, but they were just populating themselves with many comments. And they were, they were called something like neighbor to neighbor or neighbor in need. And what I saw in there is this, that people went there to listen to their neighbors. And what they did was they heard them and they would hear a need and they'd say, hey, I can be over your house. I can drop it off on your porch. I can go to Walmart today and get it for you. You have COVID right now? Man, I'm willing to go ahead and be that runner for you. People were just volunteering to serve each other because they were listening to each other. They were looking for ways. They weren't saying, wow, I'd really help someone if I really knew what they needed. You know what? That's a listening problem. That's not a speaking problem usually. That's a listening problem. And if we would take the time and imagine if you did this by yourself or, or even better if you did it with your small group, if you said, hey guys, let's just take, whether it be one of those community pages, go back to a newspaper if you need to and look and go through it and see if something sticks out to you where you as a group said, man, God has made a passion in us about this and we could do something about it and the change that would happen as they are blessed because you listened and then you say, we're gonna do something about this little ahead of ourselves because we're gonna to get to a point in bless where we talk about serving others. And it's so important because that's how we'll get the opportunity to bless them. Not just materially, not just physically, but spiritually as well with that message of Jesus. You know, as a church, we had to learn this lesson as well. We decided we want to impact our world. We don't wanna just impact our community, we wanna impact the world. And so God put on our hearts a place called Kenya, Africa. And we went in there thinking, we know the need of Kenya, Africa, because everybody knows the need of Kenya, Africa, right? They need relief from poverty. So we thought, well, you know what? We'll help them out. We'll start feeding centers so those who are hungry will be fed. That all sounds good, doesn't it? And then somebody told us, you know what? You can actually break the cycle of poverty if you'd like to, because the reason for it is lack of education. So rather than start just a feeding center, we are encouraged to start schools. And the schools are now breaking that cycle of poverty much more than the meals would, and we're doing both. We're able to feed children and educate them so they can make a living and be able to feed themselves and impact their families, and it's happening. Hundreds of kids as a result of that. 
We went on to Nicaragua, said we need to do the same thing, but we went in assuming, and if you assume, you lose. We assumed that their greatest need was feeding centers. You'd think we would have learned something, right? So we did. We asked questions. What would you need? And they said, feeding centers would be great, but the greatest need is a medical clinic up in the mountains in La Esmeralda, Nicaragua. And that will help reach people, and it will save lives. And today, it's saving thousands of lives, and it's bringing the message of Jesus to them as a result of it. We need to listen, because it's not an issue of not knowing. It's not hearing. And God wants us to hear. But what that reminds me of is a quote from Dallas Willard. He simply said this, the first act of love is always the giving of attention. That's what Jesus did. He gave others his attention. That's how he lived. Have you ever felt marginalized? Like no one else is listening to you? We can do something about that. We can Because the Holy Spirit, he's constantly speaking, and we will hear him if we listen. You see, to bless, we begin with prayer. Next, we listen to the people that we live with, we work with, we play with, and beyond. We're the people that God is calling to bless. We are the church. We are, and if we're not gonna do it, who's going to do it? God wants us to bless others. And in order to do that, we have to take a step to make it happen. And I want to encourage you, would you make this your prayer each day of this next week? Jesus, help me to listen today. Today, listen to the Holy Spirit and listen to the people that you've put in my path. Jesus heard one man's voice in a huge crowd of people. How did that happen? Because every day he decided, I'm going to listen and it doesn't matter It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your status or lack of it. I'm going to listen to you in the midst of a crowd of people because you are worth it and you have value and I care. Let's be like Jesus. When we live out these blessed dynamics, when we begin to pray and listen, not only will we bless the people in the communities around us, our lives will be transformed because some of the greatest work that God does when we listen is in our own hearts because it elevates our compassion, our empathy, our love for others. And that's the greatest thing that God ever asks of us. You realize Jesus is still listening and he's asking the same question of you. He's saying, what can I do for you? How can I help you? That's what he's asking. And you may be here today not realizing that he can meet a need that you have the greatest need of all. You see, your relationship with your heavenly father has been broken and it needs to be restored. And if you've never had it restored, Jesus is waiting to restore that for you right here and right now. It's called salvation. If you've never trusted Jesus as your savior, it means you're still living in your guilt and your shame and you're trying to get rid of it some other way. And Jesus is saying, I died for that. I died for that. I went to the cross and I shed my blood so that your sins could be forgiven. And he wants you to receive that gift and he's offering it to you. In a moment, I wanna encourage you to receive that gift if you never have. If you already have, Christ follower, would you make a prayer today asking Jesus to show you where you need to be listening better? 
so that others can be blessed. Would you pray with me? Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for being our God, for giving us the ability to bless others. If you're here today and you've never trusted Christ as your savior, you've never been saved, you've never received the forgiveness of your sins, today's the day. I want you to call out to him right now and ask him for that gift of salvation. Maybe something like this, dear God, I know my sin has broken my relationship with you and if you were to ask me, what can I do for you? I know at least part of my answer would be, I need forgiveness. I need restoration with my Father, my Heavenly Father. And I believe that you died on the cross for me so that I could be saved. And I wanna be saved right here and right now. Lord God, we thank you for giving us that. If you're here today with heads bowed, eyes closed, you'd say, Pastor, I'm receiving, I'm trusting Jesus as my Savior today. Right here, right now, online, put it in the chat. If you would, would you just raise your hand if you're here with us at our campus as well? Okay, thank you, thank you. Lord God, we praise you. We thank you for being a God who listens and a God who cares, one who loves and has blessed us so we can bless others. We pray these things in Jesus Christ's name. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast.